We all owe them, but very few of us know them. They are the men and women of our military and first responder communities. And these are their stories. American Warrior Radio is on the air. Hello, everyone. Welcome to American Warrior Radio. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. American Warrior Radio broadcasts from the Silencer Central Studios. Begin by visiting silencercentral.com to learn if owning a silencer is legal in your state. Their experts will then work with you to find the right suppressor for your needs, complete the paperwork, and then ship right to your front door. At Silencer Central, they make silence simple. I've never lived near the ocean. In fact, other than an absolutely miserable summer just outside of Chicago, I've never lived near any major body of water. Regardless of that, every so often I find myself called to the sea. I don't know why. Maybe there's something in our DNA. There's probably some scientific reason why there are so many sleep apps or channels that feature nothing but oceans breaking on the beach. All I know is that the ocean provides me with an opportunity to pause, to think about the bigger picture, and to heal. Perhaps that's why there are now 135 surf therapy programs in the world. Today we'll be hearing about a program that incorporates the natural healing power of the ocean and is having success helping veterans with their challenges. Founded in 2015 on Folly Beach, South Carolina, the Warrior Surf Foundation addresses post-service transition challenges like PTSD, moral injuries, survivor's guilt, and traumatic brain injuries through surf therapy, and much more. So far, they've helped over 700 veterans and their families enhance their mental well-being and learn a cool new skill in the process. You can learn more, visit warriorsurf.org. Joining us to share more about the Warrior Surf Foundation is our Executive Director, Stephanie Dasher. Stephanie, welcome to American Warrior Radio. Hey there, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. It's a it's a pleasure. I tell you, particularly for a desert rat like me, I, I anything having to do with the ocean, I'm I'm all in, Stephanie. Now you you've got a personal buy into this, Stephanie. You were raised by a veteran. You married a veteran. You're a veteran yourself. You've served five years in the Navy. What did you do in the Navy, Stephanie? I was actually an ET. I was a new ET. Okay. All right. ET phone call. Yeah, okay. Well, keep in mind, I'm just a dumb civilian here. Now, I mean, it seems, I suppose it's a natural transition from a bachelor's in engineering to mental health counseling? No, I think I kind of stumbled into this work. Um, my husband's also a veteran. He deployed overseas to Iraq, 07, 08, and that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. Well, let's, if you don't mind, I'd like to get into that because I think that really highlights the context of what you and your organization do and and why it's so important. Your path to the Warrior Foundation is very compelling. If you don't mind, share with our listeners that story that began in 2016 with your husband. So my husband served, like I said, overseas in 708. He came back. He tried to integrate into civilian life, and it was a bit of a struggle for him. The initial shock of the things that come along with the deployment, you know, those are pretty short-lived, but over time more insidious things kind of took their place and it was difficult for him to have a sense of purpose him to not be depressed for him to fight against anxiety and we went through a really dark time and he tried a lot of different things a lot of different medications and different counseling and things like that and nothing was was really working and it really got to a hard place where you know I was afraid to leave him home alone uh, so I'd always leave a kid with him because I was truly afraid of what I might come home to. And we had a counselor at the VA, and they mentioned this program, and they said, hey, you guys should check it out. 
And I was immediately like, yes, I love this idea. I love the ocean. Let's do it. He was not so much for it in the beginning. He kind of didn't really want to come. I drove him out there. Uh, when we got there, he, he hated it. He hated everybody. He hated the founder, Andy Manzi. And he was just like, all these veterans are vetting me, and I don't like it. But there was this allure. There was this magic, you know, that you even mentioned in your intro about what the ocean does to us. And so that captured his heart a little bit. And over time, I really watched him change and unfold. And I have to give him a lot of credit because I think a lot of people are afraid to do the hard work that comes along with changing your mental state and changing your mindset and feeling. And he has always had the courage and the fortitude to do that. And I watched as this particular program really changed his life. And I said, hey, I'm a nerd. You guys have paper on the beach. Let me help you. And over a little while of convincing, Andy decided that, you know, maybe it would be a cool idea to let me help them. And they couldn't get rid of me. So here I am today. (laughs) There's a lot to be said for persistence. Now, were you all living in the area at the time then? Yeah, we were living in Charleston at the time. We actually lived outside of Charleston. So I'll put it into perspective. It was so powerful, a tool that we were making an hour and a half commute to the beach two, three times a week. And were you doing this as a family? Yeah. So at the time, we had four children. One of them was a a newborn, just a few months old. And then we were just taking everybody down there and participating as a family because we could feel it was working. I tell you, Stephanie, over the years of doing this show, I'm a civilian and Part of the mission here is to talk to other civilians so they, they get it, hopefully. They start to begin to understand. I mean, 99% of us never took the oath or, or wore a badge or, or donned a uniform. And one of the common themes I hear over the years is, well, two things. One is it's not, you know, World War II, yes, definitely traumatic, saw a lot of the same ugly face of war that our modern warriors face, but at least there was... You know, when you were done, you were on a ship or something for 30 days with other folks who went through what you went through. And and now it seems today's warriors, you're in Mogadishu one day and you're back in Kansas 48 hours later. And I don't think the human brain adjusts that quickly. And I guess my point is when a warrior brings that home, that becomes the burden of the entire family. And so one of the things I love about this and, and your story of your husband was, you know, explaining to the five and seven year old that this they did, they didn't have to own this. This was not their burden to bear. And uh, I just that's one thing I love about your programs that it's not just the veteran themselves, but it's the entire family that's engaged because I think there's so much more healing power in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to say thank you because it is there's a big difference. I think the benefit if, if there was one from World War II veterans is that so many people during that time were veterans. And so there is a sense of connectivity that doesn't exist today. And also there's a different sense of purpose that came along with, with that experience. And I think that our modern soldiers have. When I think back to Vietnam veterans whom children are, are my age, I think that those children and, and World War II, the children of World War II veterans, they did experience that burden because there wasn't the same kind of conversation that we're having today. And so unintentionally, those experiences, those traumas, those behaviors are passed on you because what do you do but cope? And I have to wonder 
if those veterans had these kinds of opportunities, how different our world might look. Yeah, in fact, I just interviewed a, a Vietnam-era veteran who was, I don't want to say he was fine because obviously he experienced a lot of trauma, but the PTS didn't pop up in his life till like maybe eight years ago. And just out of the darkness, here it came and uh, took over his life and his family's life. Stephanie, we've got just about a minute left before we take the first break. One thing I'd like to follow up after the break is what really struck me is in watching the videos on your, your channel there, the common theme that I hear about one of the challenges with transition is a real sense of loss of mission, a loss of tribe, a loss of brotherhood. One thing I love from what I've seen so far is this really creates a new tribe for these veterans out there just by virtue of them being out on the beach and in the ocean together. Yeah, I think there is a tremendous sense of connection and purpose that comes with this kind of programming, not just to veterans, but to the community at large to know that not only are there veterans out there that see them and get them, but also the wider community sees them and gets them and really wants what's best for them, really wants them to succeed because truly veterans in so many ways are are the backbone of our socioeconomic system. They're the most trainable people there are. Absolutely. When I love that also if folks visit your website, it looks like about half of your staff or maybe a little bit more are actually veterans themselves. Yes. We love for veterans who actually been through our program to be trained and become a part of our staff, become surf instructors or wellness coaches. If they're the right fit, we love for that to happen. By Warriors for Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben Buehler-Garcia. We're talking with Stephanie Dasher. She's the Executive Director of the Warrior Surf Foundation. Check it out, warriorsurf.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Buehler-Garcia. We're talking with Stephanie Dasher. She's the Executive Director of a not necessarily a new program that's been around a few years, but the Warrior Surf Foundation, just a superb organization. Check out warriorsurf.org. Stephanie, since you were founded, you've helped over 700 veterans' families. That's a pretty good group of people for a relatively small and, and new organization. I've got listeners in Colorado or Phoenix. How do they get involved? Do, do you refer them to, I, I mentioned there's got to be similar programs on the West Coast, or do you just invite them to come on out and surf with you? We actually do a mixture of both. So we have veterans that come to us. We actually have a lot of veterans that come to us from other places and stay for the 12 weeks that our program runs. We also have um, shorter week-long travel camps that we do as well, or we condense our programming down into a week, which is beneficial if you can't come to the 12-week program. And then there are other surf therapy programs. None of the therapy programs that exist that I, as I understand it, are as intensive as ours. So as a part of our programming, to graduate from our program, veterans have to complete 10 semi-private surf sessions. They have to complete eight wellness coaching sessions, which I like to call secret therapy. We use a lot of positive psychology, mindfulness, and resiliency and uh, evolutionary psychology to connect with our veterans. And it really connects to people from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds and cultural backgrounds. And then they have to complete a yoga one-on-one and also four group yoga sessions. So they have quite a bit to do before they graduate from our program. So let's talk about those. So really, the when someone signs up and, and participates, there's 
there's three foundational elements. There's the surfing program itself out on the water and, and learning to surf. There's the wellness program and then the yoga, which sort of support that. So 12 weeks up to three lessons a week. And does it matter if they're just a knucklehead like me that's never been on a board in his life? We have people from all ages, all walks of life, all abilities. Um, we have tandem boards that people can't surf alone. They can surf with an instructor. Uh, they've got handles on them if people need that. Our oldest veteran, I think it's 74. Wow. Um, so just about anyone can get out there and ride the wave. And is this, again, when you do it as a family, are all the families going out on the ocean? Uh, I mean, if they're able? Yeah. Um, we actually recently had one of our veterans, her daughter has cerebral palsy. And while she was doing her surf instruction, some of our other instructors were able to take her daughter out and have her daughter surf as well. So it was really beautiful to watch that. So Andy Manzi, who you mentioned is the co-founder, and it struck me that, again, I was watching a little video on on your website, and he relates that when he came back from war, veterans were the furthest thing. He didn't want to be around any any other veterans. He just wanted to be on his own and do his own thing. And then surfing kind of brought him out of that that box, if you will. And I, I thought a very, so he, he says that basically you take the practical concepts of mental health and wellness and incorporate them into surf therapy. Have you found that that's sort of a natural transition because really the ocean, the, the calmness, it breaks down the barrier right off the bat? Oh, right off the bat. It's, it's incredible how when people first show up, you know, they're a little bit nervous, they're unsure of themselves, and then you get them out in the water and they People who are so silent suddenly become really talkative and they really open up. There's just this tendency to sort of sync up with the rhythm and flow of the ocean. And so that openness lends itself nicely to being able to step right into mental health concepts and to be able to connect to that part of yourself with a lot less fear and anxiety. Uh, Stephanie, you're a trained professional, and I'm not very well educated. So are are there actual studies out there that, that form the basis for this, that the ocean, I just know from, from instinct, that's all I can share is my own personal feelings, but are there studies that actually show that this is a great place to, to do this sort of thing? Well, there's a couple of different avenues you can look at it. There is a study that is about the International Surf Therapy Organization and Jimmy Miller Memorial Foundation are working on. And I don't think that has been released yet, but it actually shows that people that participate in surf therapy over six weeks have lower depression levels. Actually, many, if not all of them, scored after six weeks that they were no longer candidates for a depression diagnosis. So that's really powerful. That's just for surf therapy. The other piece of the puzzle is that we know that experiential activities so physically moving your body and getting in a flow state create open neural pathways in your in your brain and makes your brain more malleable. So coupling that experiential activity with mental health coaching and wellness coaching positive psychology just makes sense. And if that doesn't matter regardless of the age, I mean, if I'm 90 years old, I can still open up new pathways? You'd be amazed at how powerful it is no matter your age. The brain really wants to be in homeostasis. We, our bodies want that. And so when we, cre- we put it in the right environment and we have the right tools, 
we have a tendency towards that. And you had mentioned that they, in order to graduate, I don't know if that's the right term, but they need to complete all three steps of your programming, right? I can't just show up and get some free surf lessons and go home. So we do have what we call open our community surf 52 weeks out of the year where the community past participants, uh, future participants in the community can come out and surf with us. So they can, people can come out and surf with us, but we really try to encourage them to do the program in order to get the full benefit. So you've had about 700 families through, and I don't do math in public, almost eight, nine years. Do you have a capacity limit? I mean, is there a limit to how many families you can handle on an annual basis and you, you plan for that? And where are you in that in that scope right now? Yeah, we do have a capacity limit. I have to give a lot of praise and credit to our small staff who somehow managed to work miracles. We can, on average, fit about a little over 100 people through our programming per year. And we're able to do that because our staff is really flexible with their schedule to meet the needs of the veterans and their families. We tend to operate in that path. Going more than that puts a big strain on us, but it also puts a big strain on, on the community and the beach. So in the future, one of the things that we're considering doing is potentially having satellite locations so that we're able to reach people in other places, not just where we're at in Bali Beach. Outstanding. In the private sector, we call that scaling. I'm glad to hear you're, you're thinking of that. I notice it's not just there in North Carolina. You guys just recently, I think, had a trip to uh, Costa Rica? Yes. Yeah, so we go to Central America two times per year. We do one trip, which our next retreat starts tomorrow here in Guatemala. I'm actually here uh, waiting for everyone to arrive. And then the others in Costa Rica. So participants who graduated from our 12-week program have an opportunity to do a week-long intensive in Central America where they get up, they start meditating at 5.30 in the morning, they go surf together, breakfast, more intensive wellness and yoga, and then a community service project as well. Bully partner with a local nonprofit here to give back to the community. That's wonderful stuff. Stephanie, we've got to take another break. We can come back a lot and talk more about the the wellness and the yoga parts of this, and just some of the the successes you've seen in your program. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We'll be back with more after this. Don't forget, you can find this podcast and over 500 others at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcasting app, whatever that might be. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. American Warrior Radio is coming to you from the Silencer Central Studios. You can begin your journey by visiting silencercentral.com to learn if owning a silencer is legal in your state. They can work with their experts to find the right suppressor for your needs, complete the paperwork, and then they ship it right to your front door. At Silencer Central, they make silence simple. We're talking with Stephanie Dasher. She is the Executive Director of the Warrior Surf Foundation. You can learn more, visit warriorsurf.org. Stephanie, I'm kind of proud of myself this whole time. I haven't used the word dude once. Or is that, is that I'm showing your favorite word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm showing my age. We're talking about that there's basically three elements of your programming. There's a surf program itself, there's wellness, and then there's yoga. 
in just what little experience I've had in life and, and research and and just getting by on this planet, I suppose, I, I've learned the huge importance of something that sounds simple but is not always easy to do, and that's changing your mindset. And uh, Stephen Hayes, who's a professor of psychology, he talks about sometimes in life that we step in the, the equivalent of a bear trap and how so many people choose to just lug that trap around with them and pain and and blaming themselves rather than looking down and saying, wait a minute, there's a bear trap on my foot. Maybe I should start working on releasing myself from the trap first and then go on in life. Is that the philosophy of, of the wellness part of your programming? Yeah, I think you could say that in a sense. You know, first, you're right, you have to look down and say, wow, there's a bear trap in my butt. And then you have to say, I'm not going to identify with this bear trap anymore. And that's really easy to say and a lot more difficult to actually have happen in real life. And so our process is really teaching people how to, first of all, identify what's important to them in their life. And then from there, align their intent with their actions. Because when our intent is aligned with our actions, that value compass that we have that lives inside of all of us begins to point more northward. And then we become in alignment with our authentic selves. And when we're in alignment with our authentic selves, a lot of other pieces of that mental health puzzle begin to fall in line. It would seem odd maybe for some people who haven't been around the ocean to you know, they might get an image of their mind of the, the roaring and the crashing surf on the rocks, and it doesn't seem like that would be conducive to reaching inner peace, but both you and I believe, and you practice it every day, that it does bring a kind of a calming, aligning uh, intent that allows people then to, to take action. Over the years, 700 families, I'm guessing you're at a point now where you can actually start seeing some, not necessarily data, but results and feedback on the success of this program. What are you hearing from people that have participated? Are any any particular stories you'd like to share? One particular story I'd love to share is recently we did a series with one of our veterans named Andrew Went that's on our YouTube. And we kind of just followed him through what it was like to go through 12 weeks of programming. And the big takeaway was that he was able to incorporate the tools that we teach those positive psychology and those resiliency tools in his daily life, and he was able to reconnect with other people. He was really, really, really isolated, had a hard time connecting with people, and was going through a really difficult time in his life, and sometimes we are the last stop on somebody's list, and sometimes we're the first stop, and it was very cool to see him come to this place where he said, you know, my, my work's not finished. I actually want to continue to do a different type of counseling and feel really confident in that. And when he stepped into that for the counselors to say, like, wow, where did you learn all this stuff? Like, you've got this really strong foundation, and, and we feel really positively about your future and the direction that you're going to go in with your mental health. So I've been supporting the military for all oh, going on 40 years now, Stephanie, but I've never walked in your boots. I consider my role mostly as a translator. But at the end of the day, I, I love the fact that, it, you know, you're, you're by warriors for warriors. Do you encourage graduates of your program then to continue on as mentors or volunteers or 
take the gospel back to Kansas and start spreading the word there? Yes, we definitely do that. When veterans graduate from our program, we don't do what I call kicking to the curb. Instead, they're put into one night status. That means they can always come out. They can always come church with us. They can come connect with us and our social worker if they need to. And then they can become peer mentors and community ambassadors for the incoming veteran. One thing I found interesting is the parallel between uh, the co-founder Andy Manzi's story and, and your husband's story, where they both, I think, kind of had to go kicking and screaming into this. But talk about the importance of the camaraderie. For example, we had the, the founder of Veteran Power Films on. They're all veterans. They're trying to help other veterans get involved in the film industry. And she talks about how on the movie set, there's this immediate gelling because everybody on the set already has a shared experience, that of service in the military. There definitely is a gelling that happens because everyone understands that they're there for a reason. And that creates an opportunity for connection. You know, I I was saying earlier that my husband really didn't want to be around other veterans in the beginning. And Andy also felt the same way. And now they're best friends and they're like brothers. And so I like to think of being surrounded by veterans as a powerful container, powerful vessel. You know, sometimes we have a lot of stuff. We can't hold it all by ourselves. You put soup in the soup-shaped bowl. (laughs) Well, next time your husband says you don't want to be around veterans, remind him that he married one. Yes. To forget. (laughs) (laughs) That's BBG's free Dr. Phil moment of the day. I think the other thing about camaraderie and that shared experience is it also, I would get the impression that it opens up the the option to fail with other people who might laugh at you initially, but you've all been there before yourselves, and you're going to lift them up and, and not allow them to fail anymore. And that I don't know if that's just part of the, the veteran shared experience. Uh, I think it's probably something in your, your DNA, or it's maybe it's just something you just uh, encourage or teach through your programs. I truly think that human beings bond over hard experiences, especially when a hard experience in a way where there can be more connection. In the face of surfing, it's not always easy, and not every wave is a success. And that failure when you're failing over and over and over again with people who care about you are supporting you and tell you success is a powerful tool for change. It creates a sense of purpose and drive. That is in of itself life-changing for individuals. I tell you what, Stephanie, I just had in my mind's eye come up uh, your new Warrior Surf t-shirt. Not not every wave is a success. Oh, I actually, that's a great idea. There you go. <laughs> you get to keep that one. That's that's free courtesy of American Warrior Radio. Um <laughs> So one of the, I want to when we come back we want to talk more about some of the again if people go to warriorsurf.org there's some little videos and some of the veterans who participate in the program uh, talking about their experience one thing that um, really broke my heart was there there's a, a female veteran who talked about initially she felt that she didn't deserve it she felt like she was taking a slot from another veteran who who could use it but you're open to all experiences all eras as long as they've got a DD-214. We have a DD-214. You're absolutely welcome on our door. Um, we know that everyone can benefit from it. Everyone can learn from each other. And we all 
all have our our stuff, and that's okay. You don't have to be special forces. You don't have to be a special operator or a combat veteran. You just have to want to show up for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're talking with Stephanie Dasher of the Warrior Surf Foundation. Let me, uh, for the break, just leave you with a quote from Andy Mazzi, the co-founder. He says, the ocean pushes people and it keeps you humble. You learn a lot about yourself out in the ocean. If you live by an ocean and have a surfboard, you don't have to wait in line for medication or a doctor's appointment. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We'll be back with more with Stephanie Dasher from the Warrior Surf Foundation. Learn more at warriorsurf.org. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're just having a wonderful time talking with Stephanie Dasher. She's executive director of the Warrior Surf Foundation and a veteran herself. Uh, she's married to a veteran, so she's lived the lifestyle. We're talking about just the Warrior Surf Foundation and the amazing impact it's having on lives of our warriors out there. Uh, Stephanie, I, I have given sort of short shrift to Andy Manzi here a little bit, who was the co-founder of this organization. Can you enlighten us a little bit more on his story and how this all came to be on a beach there in Carolina? I, I think Andy has such a tremendous story and really is a tremendous human being that I personally learned a lot from and a close friend, a brother even. He came back from his time overseas and he was struggling, you know, just like you mentioned. My husband was struggling, very similar path, and he went out in met a friend in, in the middle of winter in Connecticut and no real surf lesson. His friend just pushed him out in the water and was like, he'll figure it out. And obviously surfing's not that easy, but in that moment, you know, he really had this sense of coming home and getting out there on the water like that and learning to surf changed his life. And he moved to Charleston and he started teaching surf lessons. And I always joke that Warrior Surf started out with Andy on a street corner, just kind of being able to eyeball a fellow veteran and being like, hey, man, you want to get in the water? And he could see not only in himself, but the, the benefits and the power that it had on the people that he met. And it really grew just organically by word of mouth because as people began to participate, they too felt the power in it. And he just pressed on and, and pressed in and he kept finding ways to grow it so that everyone else could experience the same benefit that he did. I'm sure all of us, there's doubts in life, but did he ever, do you know, did he ever get a point where he said, man, this is just, why am I doing this? Or is it really that sort of pay it forward, I've always got the back of the man or the woman next to me in the line attitude? I think that the final answer for most, if not all people in the military is, it doesn't matter what you feel, right? I've got the back of the person standing next to me, period. I I do feel like, you know, Andy was, he was dealing with his own mental health stuff, his own TBI and all of that while building this program for other people. And the sacrifice that he put forth to make it happen anyway is 
really inspiring and, and humbled me daily. Well, it's interesting. I had recently had another veteran on who was um, actually shot in the brain uh, by a machine gun round, and uh, he's recovered, thank goodness, and he's basically dedicating his life now to encouraging other veterans to get the help they need and navigate the, the programs out there. Was this was that an issue for you and your husband? I mean, it's almost like a there's how do I put this? There there'll never be too much help as long as a veteran needs something. I think we should you know all our organizations should stand up to to fill that gap. But it sounds like you all kind of just stumbled across Warrior Surf, and was there other challenges for you all with at the VA or some of the, the more quote unquote traditional programs? I think when my husband first got back. They didn't know what they know now. They didn't really understand TBIs the way they understand TBIs. They weren't diagnosing them as efficiently and effectively as they are now. So I think that was one of the main challenges that we faced. And just that they were still figuring out this different kinds of medications that worked. And that was a challenge for him back then, them offering the next kind of thing to do and, and not really getting if there was anything consistent that worked. I do have to say that, that our local DA is really on top of its game, and they do a really good job of connecting veterans to lots of different kinds of services in in a way that I think is really impactful. I, I tell you, years ago, we had a, uh, one of your counterparts on the air for the West Coast program, and one of the persons that had been through that program talked about how the, they had him just on it. He called it a fruit salad of medication, literally just a bowl with pills in it. And, you know, he's like down these things every day and he wasn't seeing any improvement until he started surfing. And now he's off that medication 100%. And that speaks to the power of what you do. The third foundational element of your programs, yoga. Explain to me how that fits in. Uh, if anyone sees a picture of green, they're going to see that. They're going to think this is hysterical. But yoga is not just for tall, white, skinny women. Um that's what we tell all of our veterans. They, a lot of them tend to be pretty nervous about the idea of participating in yoga. They're like, I'm not flexible. I can't do that. And the power of yoga is twofold. One of our yoga instructors always says that motion is the lotion for your joints. So it helps people to become more mobile, which affects their body significantly, affects their central nervous system and all of that. It improves their ability, capacity to surf. But being alone on the mat with your thoughts is probably one of the most terrifying experiences someone can have. But getting comfortable being uncomfortable is also a really powerful experience. And so that's one of the reasons why we start with the yoga one-on-one is it demystifies yoga. It takes the mystery out of it. It makes it feel more accessible and safer, no matter what your current mobility level is, whether you can tuck your toes or you can't tuck your knees. It's targeted for all ages and all abilities. And over time, that ability to be present in the moment that yoga creates transfers out off the mat and into your daily life. So when really stressful things occur, you can return back to that present moment. You don't have to time travel into the future or the past that doesn't exist anymore. And you look down and recognize there's a bear trap on your foot. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you, one of the other scenes from the video on your website, 
I, I really enjoyed it. It was an endorsement from, from one of the veterans who have been through the program. And you talk about these, you know, there is help out there, but very often it's you in a room somewhere, an office or a VA hospital, you and the, the counselor or the psychiatrist. But in your program, Carrie is sitting on this beautiful beach talking to a counselor. I can't think of anything more wonderful than starting the day like that. Yeah, there definitely is a sense of connection, I think, that comes when the veterans are outside doing the physical activity. And obviously, we follow all the ethical guidelines that are required for a situation like this. But I think that the power and balance that can come with a typical counseling situation in a stark office doesn't seem as apparent or as visible when you're out on the beach and having a conversation in in that capacity. Yeah, I would think they would open up more. I mean, I would. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got just a couple minutes left, Stephanie. Real quick, how how much does it cost when someone signs up? Are you you fundraise to cover all the costs with that? Are there scholarships or other sort of financial aid or all of the above, none of the above? So our program is 100% free to veterans and their family members. So we fundraise to cover the cost of everything that they participate in with our 12-week program. So what can our listeners do to help besides buying a brand new, not every wave is a success, get back on the board t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, we probably need to fill about 500,000 of those. Well, listeners can easily go to warriorsurf.org and either check out our volunteer tab or our donation tab. We tell everyone that $1 or a million dollars are the same to us. It makes all the difference because that $1 might change one person's life mm-hmm. forever. Absolutely. And if you can only impact one person, that to me, that's a, a day well spent. Stephanie, uh, maybe explain to me, what would a typical day be like if I'm in the program? That's a great question. Our program is kind of interesting. I mentioned earlier how flexible our staff is. So the Real requirements that we have for like what a day would look like is our day one. So if you sign up for our 12-week camp and we start those the first Saturday of every month, March to September, you'll come to day one, you'll get introduced, you'll get dressed out in a rash guard, you'll get paired with your surf instructor, you'll have a land lesson, and get out there and most everyone gets up and rides at least one wave on their first day. And then... From there, they come in. We do a little debrief and introduction to the staff, the alumni, and, and all of that. And then they do a group wellness coaching session together just to introduce them to the idea of wellness. And from there, they're actually paired with their individual surf coach and their individual wellness instructor so that they can make those appointments uh, throughout their week. I tell you what, you took a lot of the fear out of it for me right there, Stephanie. Stephanie Dasher, Executive Director of WarriorSurfFoundation.org. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for having us on. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, all policies and procedures will remain in place. Take care. You've been listening to American Warrior Radio. Archived episodes may be found at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform.